It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker Devin White has reportedly requested a trade from Tampa Bay. Could this possibly be a fit for the Dolphins? We're exploring the dynamics at play here today on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. This is your host, Kyle Krabs, your team every day. Want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today is Wednesday, April 12th, 2023. And if you're not familiar with the show, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, uh, decade-long draft Nick, the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino, podcast dedicated to team building across the entire NFL. You can find all of our shows here on the Locked On Network on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So hit subscribe, check out the YouTube channel here on Locked On Dolphins as we dive into linebacker Devin White, uh, who was reported yesterday by ESPN's Jenna Lane that he had requested a trade from the organization. And Devin White is a fifth-year linebacker from LSU, was a top-10 pick in the NFL draft the year that he came out in 2019. And uh, there's some Dolphins fans that have the question, hey, Devin White, does this guy make sense? Would this be a potential addition uh, that could help the Dolphins team? So my objective today is to go through Devin White through a couple of different lenses, who he is as a player his scheme fit within the Dolphins and the Vic Fangio defense for how we expect them to play defense ideology-wise, ideology and then getting into cost, financial implications, other players on the roster, so on and so forth. And, and that's the path before making a final decision. So I think the first thing that I need to do is present who I thought Devin White was as a player coming out of LSU. And uh, this was a player who started for two seasons. He was a two-time captain for the LSU Tigers. A six-foot, 237-pound linebacker that ran 4-4-2 with a 39.5-inch vertical jump. Very, very explosive player. Uh, I had my college report up from him. And just want to read a, an excerpt as far as the, the total summary and then a couple of the more relevant individual traits for who he was at LSU because I think the player he's been at Tampa Bay has largely been, for better or for worse, the same player that he was at LSU. He has not evolved his game, and it's just been how effective he has been at his individual role within Tampa Bay's defense uh, for head coach slash former defensive coordinator Todd Bowles the last couple of seasons. So uh, Devin White has the ceiling of a star in the NFL. White's explosive range hitting power and explosiveness complement a sturdy frame and some awesome reps of reads at the line of scrimmage. The contact balance issues with Devin White to play through contact at the line of scrimmage may scare some teams, but provided he's able to square up his challenges with more consistency, anything less than Pro Bowls is hard to project in his future. White plays through contact and trash well downhill and should be a viable starter for any system. I had a first-round grade on him as a player. The areas in which he shined was flying downhill, 
attacking blocks, plugging gaps, and blowing up running backs in the backfield, as evidenced by the fact that he had uh, 28 and a half tackles for loss uh, as two seasons as a starter for the LSU Tigers. Uh, imposing presence, uh, competitive toughness was, was what I evaluated. Uh, imposing tough presence in the middle of the field, prowls the tackle box and is rarely caught unprepared for contact. His range is spectacular, and his effort to the rally to the football has popped on a number of occasions. Now, that is an element of his game that has waned off. I don't know if you remember, but Warren Sapp, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, defensive tackle, got on social media at the beginning of the season last season and blasted Devin White uh, for his effort. And there have been times in which Devin White has looked as though he's been a disinterested football player in Tampa Bay, but when he was at his peak, his rookie season and his second season, uh, he has been a high-range football player. Uh, tackling needs to come to balance prior to challenging the ball carrier with more consistency, can overrun his target and allow cutbacks into the field. Terrific when he gets a wrap on you or a set of pads, runs his feet, is violent through his finishes, uh, has come high, contacted the face gear on a few occasions. So some discipline as a tackler in the open field. Football intelligence, this has been a work in progress for Devin White. Discipline and confidence in Reed's grew during his junior season, much more confident to step with anticipation, although true read and react skills is not a strength. Lapses or delay in reactions is still present, but much less frequent than early career tape. So, dynamic athlete, explosive hitter, Big-time plays, and you you reference what Devin White has been able to accomplish since he's come into the league. He's had 100-plus tackles, and tackles are not a great indicator for success at the NFL level. Uh, but he's had 100-plus tackles in three consecutive seasons. He was second-team AP um, All-Pro in 2020, and he made the Pro Bowl in 2021. He has 20 and a half sacks in four seasons, including nine during his second year. He scored two defensive touchdowns his rookie season when he started 13 games for the Bucs. I think what the, the trend for Devin White has been a troublesome trend for the sense that after his first two seasons, he's now regressed in two consecutive seasons. Even though he made the Pro Bowl in 2021, uh, his standard of play has not matched what he put on tape in 2019 as a rookie and in 2021. This in spite of the fact that he's played more snaps defensively every year he's been in the league until this year when he played 1,075 snaps versus 1,080 snaps in 2021. When I think about Devin White and his potential scheme fit for the Dolphins, where I appreciate what he brings is the physicality component and he has a third down skill set for rushing the passer obviously 20 and a half sacks in his career he's had 30 plus pressures in each of the last three seasons but the challenge with that is Vic Fangio's defensive ideology has historically been to to be selective with your blitzes Devin White's rushed the passer 109 164 and 144 times in the last three years, according to the charting of, of responsibilities by Pro Football Focus the last three years. And I won't reference the grades for Pro Football Focus because I, I, I struggle to reconcile the grades versus my understanding of the player. But their, their actual charting of snaps and rolls can be quite valuable. And Devin White has been a persistent pass rusher the last three seasons, often as a blitzer. 
that's not really where the Dolphins are going. The Dolphins are living in light box counts, so linebackers who can stop the run are pretty valuable. But what's ironic is I do think from a scheme fit perspective, Devin White's probably a better fit for the Patriots-style defense the Dolphins have ran under Brian Flores and Josh Boyer than he is a linebacker to live in a world where he's playing for Vic Fangio because there's a definitive role, the Elandon Roberts role, the last three years. And Devin White, I think, is an upgrade over Elandon Roberts. He's a better pass rusher. Um, he's more explosive than Elandon Roberts. He's a, a better athlete than Elandon Roberts. He's longer than Elandon Roberts. So all of those things add up. And if you were trying to live in the same world where, hey, we need a thump and a thud guy to come downhill and blow up a gap and let the other linebacker scrape behind it and fill, that would be a really good fit. But with this iteration of the Dolphins' defense, what gives me pause is the fact that linebackers in this system have to be able to deconstruct blocks, play a gap and a half, deal with linebackers in their lap, and Devin White has historically been at his best when he is shooting through gaps and playing through lateral contact when, when I'm playing through a gap and an offensive lineman tries to peel off late and block me to be able to rip through that contact or lean through that contact and then come to balance in the backfield and make a play. And his third down skill set is much more rooted in rushing the passer than it is in coverage. Case in point, the fact that he has had uh, 198 receptions conceded over the last three seasons. He's conceded a passer rating of no less than 103.3 and as high as 120.5 in the last three seasons in coverage. And that's with being targeted 240 times. So 198 receptions on 240 targets with a passer rating anywhere from 103 to 120 across full season sample sizes and conceding 10 receptions, touchdown receptions across those three seasons. So I do think there is a, a, a disconnect between what Devin White's strengths have been and what the Dolphins are now going to be asking of their linebackers, where the irony of this is the previous iteration of the Dolphins system, I think would have been a very good fit for Devin White. Now, that isn't the only deciding indicator of, of a decision. You have to talk about cost, both financial uh, and for compensation. So that's what we'll talk about next as far as expected uh, costs long-term for Devin White. And we'll hold him up against one linebacker that, that many Dolphins fans anticipate might be getting closer to the end of his tenure with the team, and that being Jerome Baker and his uh, financial implications as well. So that's next here on the show. But before we get there, today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. I have raved about this game before because it puts you in the GM chair and it makes you responsible for every critical component of creating a dynasty, whether that is managing the budget, negotiating player salaries, hiring the right coaches and coordinators, dealing with injuries, the draft, free agency, trades, you name it. You are responsible for it all on your quest to create a dynasty in a realistic game world that you can play anywhere, anytime you want, because the game is available offline, so you can play on the go 
And when you want to, Locked On Dolphins listeners can get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store that is Locked On in all caps in the game store. So make sure to check it out today. Download the game. Visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores, ultimate-gm.com. Start your dynasty today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Devin White, highly impactful pass rush player, playing this year on his fifth year option. It's $11.7 million in fully guaranteed salary for any team that trades for and acquires Devin White. Now, I think there's a pathway in which Miami would be in a position to take this risk, but it's not now, and it's not between now and the draft, and it's not in May or June. The time window in my mind where it makes sense to acquire Devin White is to put him in the stratosphere from a trade perspective of when the Philadelphia Eagles traded for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the uh, New Orleans Saints. Because Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was traded in August, August 30th, 2022 and the cost of that deal Eagles received Gardner Johnson and a 2025 seventh round draft choice for a 2023 fifth round draft choice and the latter of Philadelphia's two sixth round draft choices in 2024 so Chauncey Gardner Johnson and a seven for a five and a future six it's next to nothing Right For a player who was an impactful player for the Philadelphia Eagles, logged a bunch of ball production, uh, manufactured a bunch of turnovers for the Eagles, and while he didn't re-sign with the team long-term, that's kind of the point of why you would wait. Because if I am acquiring Devin White in a trade, I want to have the hedge to know that if I don't get a long-term deal done, I'm not going to hinder myself or lose assets as a result. So if I'm Miami, my inclination would be to keep an eye on this one if I don't get a physical player to play because they did lose Elandon Roberts, right? And you have Channing Tindall, who I think could learn quite a bit from Devin White. Um, his athletic profile is comparable. He's not as explosive. Uh, He's not as experienced either. But are you going to put all your eggs in the basket of Channing Tindall, or are you going to say, well, we have David Long. We need to be prepared for David Long injuries. We have Jerome Baker. Can you get through training camp and say, hey, Devin White still doesn't want to be here. You haven't had success. 
eat some of the $11.7 million in fully guaranteed salary, and we'll trade him in a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson type of trade. That would be my appetite for compensation for Devin White. Now, surely any team that acquires Devin White before that or gives up anything of significance, whether that's, I don't think he would fetch a first-round pick. I think about Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith, uh, ironically, would be the kind of player that you would like for this Dolphin system now, but I didn't like for the Dolphin system when he was available for trade. Um, went for a one or went for a early two. So let me make sure I get that right. I would hate to kick myself to be corrected. Yeah, a two and a five. Bears got a two and a five for Roquan Smith. So the approximate value of that is a late one. If Roquan Smith goes for a two and a five, a Roquan Smith, the irony, of course, being I didn't want to trade for Roquan Smith at the time because I said, well, it's not really fit for what the Dolphins' defense is under Josh Boyer. He would be a fit for what they're doing now. Now, Devin White, you'd say, well, he'd be a fit for what the Dolphins' defense was, but probably not a great fit for what they're doing now. If Roquan goes for a two and a five, Roquan Smith is definitively a better player. Uh, I would expect Devin White's cost would be a late two or an early three for a team that is eager to get a contract extension done and add his physicality. That's not really a range that the Dolphins can feel comfortable with, in my mind, with the other needs that they have on the roster, especially as a team that has as many safeties and defensive backs as they do, and the safeties are, are kind of the X factor in this Fangio defense anyway. So as I'm reading the tea leaves here, I don't love the potential trade package cost. But I don't think that they will that the Bucs will have the leverage of saying this is one of the best linebackers in football because he hasn't been particularly good for two seasons now. The pass coverage stuff is a really big thorn. Um, and if you have him on the field on third downs, you're either going to play him shallow spy or he's going to rush the passer. Anything else that you do, and that goes all the way back to when he was uh, at LSU too. When when you consider the, the hip stiffness that he had to flip and turn and carry guys vertically up the field and running coverage and main coverage, it's not. It's never been a strength. But as Tampa's defense has, I don't want to say deteriorated, deteriorated, but has evolved, and the players in front of Devin White have gotten worse, it has exposed more of the challenges of him negotiating through that contact on his own, and then it has really expanded and compounded the coverage issues as well. So uh, I think this is a player who has a very clear and definitive role as a thump, thudder-type player, gap filler, gap shooter, um... But in playing in six-man boxes for the Dolphins, they're not going to have the appetite in my mind to trade a two or a three for this kind of player. Um, I'm not sure that you can totally dismiss it because, again, if the Dolphins strike out and the price becomes the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson range, then it's probably too good to pass up if, if you can get them to eat the money. Um, as far as whether or not I would actually do it, in any capacity, that's what we're going to finish with here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So make sure you keep it locked in here on this Devin White conversation as we bring it to a close for a final verdict. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One quick thought for anybody uh, here listening to the show. If you haven't joined the Subtext community and you're interested in talking more Dolphins football with me and talking directly to me, you could text Dolphins. It's right here on the bottom ticker on YouTube. Text at Dolphins to 305-419-3924 to get a chance to talk directly with me about all of your thoughts about what's going on with the team. Players like a Devin White, somebody asked me about that on subtext yesterday, decided to do a show on it here and now. Um, would this be a good fit for the Dolphins? What do you think? Where are you at with your draft stuff? What players have you evaluated? What does your board look like in real time? All those things are available to the subtext community as kind of the... Um, the everydayers, the, the diehards, the everybody who, who can't get enough of Locked On Dolphins. So if you're, if you're one of those people, uh, text Dolphins to 305-419-3924. Get a chance to text directly with me. Get two weeks free. Figure out if it's for you. And if not, hey, no worries. You gave it a shot, and we'll get through the NFL draft uh, either way. As far as Devin White, I'm not overly keen on making this move. I've probably kind of tipped my hand in that regard already. Um, I'm not definitively saying no, but there's a lot that would have to go right. In my mind, Tampa would have to eat about half the salary, and it would need to be a late-round pick swap in August after you address more pressing issues across the team and have the peace of mind to know, hey, I'm not giving away an asset that could help me address another area of need for the team, and simultaneously say, hey, Tampa is desperate enough to actually do this. If Devin White's going to have a market, and if Devin White's going to have teams that are bidding on him in April for the Dolphins, I'm going to definitively say I'd be out. That's just my opinion. Uh, That's my two cents, and everybody, of course, is inclined to have their own opinions on this front, but just having watched... I was responsible for Draft Network in the fall last year before I left the company. I was responsible for pro scouting that included Tampa Bay. So I watched Tampa Bay routinely every two weeks. I watched and graded and noted Tampa Bay games. And and the Devin White that you saw in 2022 is a player that's going to have a really hard time facilitating uh, a very engaged market for his skills. Now, you could look at the physical potential and what he's been capable of in the past, and you might be able to sell yourself on the upside and say, hey, he just needs to get reinvigorated. Everybody kind of knew the Tampa team was down last year, and it showed with his effort and his energy and, and, and the way he played the game. And if you want to do that, go ahead. But that would not be me for Miami because I think there are too many disconnects with who he is and what his strengths are versus what the ideology for linebackers in this system is going to be, that it wouldn't make it worth it for me to make it work. It would have to be a good fit already. And I don't think that Devin White is, which is why I am going to respectfully take a step back and pass on that front. Uh, So we are going to continue churning through uh, some discussion on 
prospects. Uh, we have Mozzie Smith and Keanu Benton scouted on the interior defensive line for the Dolphins. Those are going to be our next prospect spotlights as defensive tackles potentially to be added on day two. So make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day. Fins up. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Again, you can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Come on back. Be an everydayer. Come see us again soon because we got a lot more content coming your way. And until next time, peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.